0: Welcome to the PM Power Podcast, where Darren Hunter from Inspired Growth Training interviews some of the world's best property management experts to give you real solutions to the biggest issues property managers struggle with everywhere. For 25 ways to control office interruptions so you can slam through more tasks faster, go to pmpowerkeys.com. Hi, everyone. Darren Hunter here. You know, in today's age, you can't just have boring photos on your property marketing listings. You've got to have a virtual walkthrough tour. That way, tenants can quickly qualify themselves and look through the property, even at two in the morning online. But I can hear you say, look, Darren, it's too expensive with cameras and takes too long. That's why you've got to go to virtualtourscreator.com.au and check out how you can do walkthrough virtual tours using your mobile phone. Go and check it out. Also, talk to Tom there at virtualtourscreator.com.au on how you can quickly turn your tours into really cheap floor plans as well. Take care. Hi right, everyone, Darren Hunter here, and I'm with the wonderful Jody Stainson. and this is the PM Power Show. Jody, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having
1: me. I love it. Thank- I love you guys. You know that.
0: Jody, of course, is a director with Coronas Now, um, great organisation. And certainly if you're thinking about going out on your own um, as a property manager, uh, make sure you speak to Jody because they've got an awesome structure there to help you if you're wanting to start up your own rent role. But you need that support. You need that community. Coronas Now certainly has that solution for you. Now, Jody, let's have a chat about winning your value now when we were talking about doing a podcast show um what you know you talk i want to talk about win your value you know tell us about that what does that mean and what how does that how is that relevant for the people listening or watching this podcast
1: yeah i think as as property managers we often don't speak in a language that actually gets us the results for the effort that we put in like we all work really hard we all um you know we look after millions and millions of dollars in terms of value in terms of properties we look after the asset of the of the owner we look after the base revenue that basically covers all of the costs of the business and yet we're actually underpaid undervalued underappreciated and what's going on here you know what what why how can we be in charge of all these millions of dollars and all of these good things and all of the revenue and asset value and even the goodwill of the local community with all of our tenants how can we be in charge of all of that and yet have this disparity of what we get appreciated for and what we get paid for and so when I was thinking about that I was thinking you know there's this there's something going on here and I think it's this language and the way that we actually sell ourselves we actually don't know I don't think how to really have an impactful conversation that gets the results that we're really looking for. And so that, that's what this was all about.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. And, and I we're really talking about everyone out there that um, if you, you know, you believe you're not getting what you're worth, then you certainly need to do that, but you've got to do it in the right way.
1: Absolutely.
0: And you can't just so, you know, if we're talking about that, you know, let's just say we want to go talk to the boss you know, and we do want to get a pay rise. Let's, before we get into the four things that you've outlined, Jody, that we're going to cover, which is we've got to get culture right, growth right, revenue and reducing costs really well as part of our proposal. Um, But what are some of the things, if we're going to go to the boss, what are some of the typical mistakes that you see out there with property managers going to the boss and saying, hey, look, I'm worth more? What are some of the big mistakes that you see?
1: I think the biggest thing is going to the boss and saying, you know, I'm looking for a five or $10,000 pay rise because that's what we're usually really after. Um, but not having a plan as to how you're expecting that they see your value because they kind of do, but they don't, right? And it's just taking more profit out of their pocket. But and instead of expecting that they see the value, actually having a plan to outline that value and not take it personally, that they haven't just gone, oh, yeah, I'm going to give you an extra five or ten thousand dollars when we know inflation is high at the moment. The profit is constricting everywhere. So making sure that we actually have a plan for it and to show how we're more valuable and why we're more valuable, um, I think is probably the biggest mistake. And then taking it personally when they say no right that's a huge issue because if you put something in front of someone and they go you know what it's a no-brainer you get the money it's as simple as that but i think when we go unprepared and don't think about that um i think often that's where the the issues come
0: so i think what we're talking about jody is we need a win-win because you know i'll be honest i made a mistake once and um, i went to my boss and i said i'm worth more and if you don't get it to me i'm leaving and I knew at the time that I was valuable and they weren't going to let me go, but afterwards I realised I did a wrong thing because I put him over a barrel and I broke my trust with him Mm -hmm. and he was um, quietly angry with me after that Yeah, and just reserved, just kept his distance from me. He was upset that I had put him over a barrel and put him into a corner like that. And he reluctantly gave me the pay rise, but it caused me more issues and more problems in that I damaged trust. And I I regretted that. And and I think we need to go in with a win-win. And I think what you're talking about, if we're going to go in for a win, what you're going to talk about is four ways that the boss can also have a win. Because one thing I really want to impart to everyone, the business must have profit. The boss must have profit. Profit is not a dirty word. Profit is the margin um, of reward for your principal, um, for, for them to want to take on all of the risk and all the responsibility and all the headaches and all the sleepless nights and a risk to their career and to their licence and all those sorts of things and risk of being sued, um, that that profit margin is the reward. So we always must protect that and respect it and always be putting in ways and means to build it. And, and so we're going for that win-win. But over to you, Jody. So let's talk about the one of the first points about a win-win for the business is culture. Tell us about how uh, property managers can be building that.
1: Yeah. So I really think that there's probably four pillars to your worth, right? And you've alluded to one of them, which is culture. I think you could be an absolutely amazing performer. You can all think about the amazing performers in your business, but if they have their doors closed and they're not willing to help other people grow in the business, they are a cancer within the business. They are, you know, a culture killer within the business and they inherently, they are worth less it's just as simple as that so how right now how are you helping by bringing younger people through or more ex- inexperienced people through and actually helping them getting through because that is we all know that everyone's talking about the 30 percent or so that are leaving the industry at the moment so bringing people on without experience is, is something that is you know more prevalent at the moment so how are you actually helping those younger or more experienced people coming through and the way that you interact in the business do you walk in with a smile on your face and say hello to everyone and, you know, are a a a positive energy, you know, you know, those people that just like the sun shines when they walk into a room. Are you one of those people or are you one of those people that suck the energy out of the room? And if you're sucking the energy out of the room, you have to realize that you are not going to get the next promotion, right? It's just not going to happen for you because no one wants to promote someone that's going to put that energy into the next lot of people. So thinking about how we actually add value to the culture is incredible. And that can be from learning your personal. Personal learning and development and what you're actually bringing to the table so making sure you've got your own personal development program Um, reading books or you know listening to podcasts doing these sorts of things so you can add value in that way training and development giving time and energy and just genuinely the way you present
0: yourself so people are doing the bare minimum yeah that they shouldn't expect so it's all about if you want more value you've got to be valuable absolutely And you're taking away, if you go in asking for more value and you've actually simply, all you've been doing is being a taker, it's not going to work.
1: Well, you said something really interesting right at the start when you said, you know, I made this mistake and and you went into your story. The, The most interesting part about that is I think there's two things going on. We're in our heads about what we do every day for our boss and our boss is in their head going, these are the things that I do every day for you. And I think sometimes we don't see what they do for us. If they're bringing in fruit, if they are, um, you know, providing a beautiful space to work, if they're allowing you to have time off with your family, if they are, um, there's all these little things that they do that might be, they're like, oh, I give them so much, I give them so much, I give so much of my energy to them, I might take a call after hours because they're having a, a, a something going on, a crisis or whatever all of these things are in their head. This is what I do for you. This is what I do for you. And you're going, this is what I do, what I do for you. And if that can't be respected on both sides, that's when we get that disparity. Right. And I, and I think culture is
0: one of the pillars of that. Yeah. 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 For sure. All right. Well, So let's just move on. You said there's four pillars. The first one's culture. The next one you've got down is growth. Tell us about that one.
1: Yeah, look, growth is the lifeblood of any business. If you don't have growth, the fact is people, one, you've got no career path and people under you have no career path. So if you have no career path, there's a certain amount of time that you'll be there and then you have to leave and that's not fun for anyone. And if you're not growing a career path for others, you will have people that might be working for you that they will leave, which is not fun. So, you know, thinking about growth and not thinking about it as not part of your role in property management, I I tend to find that property managers think property management is their role. Growth is the BDM role. You are inherently more valuable if you can bring growth to a business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the way that we like to structure our business, and this is not talking Coronas now, but Coronas with our 8,000 managements, is our property managers are responsible for the net, losses, right? So they're responsible for um, getting growth that covers the losses. The BDMs are responsible for more growth. But can I tell you, our best property managers think about growth as part of their job and they get more rewarded because they do bring growth into the business because that's what everyone's looking for. So, you know, making sure you really think about, well, okay, so what can you do for growth? you can make sure that your top landlords that you know are really happy with you, you're actually talking to them and asking if they have extra properties. You can be, if you've got NPS in your system, every time you get a nine or 10, you could actually call those landlords and ask for more business. Um, You can be making sure that when you get a new management, one, that you're happy about it, right? (laughs) Because yay, you know, we're actually growing our own portfolios, which is cool. But also that you are um, checking, does the owner own any other properties? When would they like to purchase another property and actually physically growing your own portfolio?
0: I'd just like to add everyone in the IGC exclusive membership, in the uh, the Grow 100 Challenge section, we've actually got growing with current clients and The training that you get in there, we train that with another office. And out of the 450 managements that they had, they called all the clients and found another 220 properties they were not managing. And over a period of 6-12 months, proceeded to sign them up. And at last count, they brought over something like 30% of them. And this is something that you can be doing. Um, and of course, you'll find that you'll find that in the membership. But the you know, IGT we know as a training company around rent growth, we've picked that because rent roll growth is the biggest pain point that any business owner has. Number one. Out of anything, you know, if you want to look at all the issues that they've got, they've got time management issues, they've got staff with poor communication, emails not being returned, communication, Um, they've got, um, you know, issues around trust accounting, um, all those sort of things. But the number one is not enough leads, not enough growth. And so if you're coming in and providing strong growth around your everyday, that is probably some of the greatest value that you will bring. that really hits the, um, the hot buttons of the person that you're wanting to get more value from
1: without a doubt, they will pay more money to those people. They'll pay bonuses to those people. And and guys, it might be something that, you know, maybe you don't know what the asset value is worth that you're actually on either. And I would say to you, you know, make sure that you understand the financials of the business. But if every property is worth about $5,000 on the asset value, and you might have $100, properties, you've got $500,000 there. If you grow by 50 properties, there's another $250,000 pro- $250, there that you've added to that asset. Just knowing that helps you have that discussion with your um, leader to say, I've actually grown by $250,000 on the asset value this year, and I would like a percentage of that. Can I tell you, I have never gone to a leader saying, I've just been here this long you know when i when i'm having those discussions around i would like a pay rise i've never just gone i've always found out exactly what i cost exactly what um break even looks like and then going above that and going okay well this is how i'm going to get to break even or whatever i'm doing and then this is i want 10% or 20% or whatever it is it's usually 5 to 10% if so if you're going to get 100,000 dollars mr boss i'm going to get i'm going to get 5,000 dollars Ninety-five thousand dollars versus five thousand dollars. Can I tell you, they never say no. Yeah, so, correct. If I was a
0: boss, you came to me and you showed me and proved to me how you have um, added value of two hundred thousand dollars to the business in the last twelve months, and you can prove that to me. And you want ten percent, five thousand, you know, five thousand dollars. That's just a very reasonable proposition. It's really
1: easy. No <laughs> one
0: says no. And what ah, I money, saying, It's value for value. It's yeah. not asking for value, but I've been here 20 years, so I know I deserve more. But it's all about dollars. You're asking for more money. It's about dollars in and dollars out. And that's the currency that everyone's going to be talking here. So you also, pillar number three, um, Jody, you've talked about revenue. So it's not just bringing in more doors, more more workload, more properties, but it's also about the revenue, increasing revenue. Tell us about that one.
1: Yeah. So you are sitting on, you know, one, understanding what actually drives revenue into your business, into your portfolio. So you've obviously got your rents and you've got your management fees. You've got your ancillary fees. So actually making sure things are charged for like lease renewals and those sorts of things. Um, So that for me is something that you can impact that really quite quickly by putting up management fees. It's one thing that you can do. And people think 1% is 1%, but it's actually closer to 15% to 20% in terms of the actual value of the revenue. So if you're going from 7 to 8% on your management fee, for example, that's actually closer to 20% in terms of what you're increasing the revenue by. So actually thinking about those things is really critically important putting up the rent, making sure you're getting a rent increase and especially in this market you know everything's going up by 10 to certainly 50, we're seeing 50 to 60 70 dollar rent increases. so if you're not at least putting it up by ten dollars you you're so far behind. so making sure that we can put the rents up and are doing it and doing it in a really respectful way but doing it and getting those management fee increases and making sure everything is charged for there's probably an extra twenty or thirty thousand dollars a year just in that.
0: Yeah, correct, correct. There's so many different ways to be earning more with what you've got. I just wrote a book, and Jody, you've just got that book. It's actually the PM fee script secrets. So it's a bit hard to see on the Zoom here because of the blurb. I just
1: got mine. That's right. but we have cream. a
0: library. Everyone, we have a library in the back. There are 34 different fees and different fee packages that we've seen charged over three countries. Um, and what agents are getting for them—the maximum amounts and the minimal amounts as well—you um, need to be adding on other fees. And this is not a fee maximization training session for sure. That—that that is what I do. That's what I do best. But it's not just—it's adding and increasing new ancillary fees or increasing current fees. It's making sure your management fees are maximized, but it's also making sure you're not discounting. You see, discounting is the easiest way to try and um, show a point of difference, but there's so many other ways and I do cover that in my book as well. But the book is free. Just go to Secrets.com. That's pmfeeScriptssecrets.com secrets.com. The book is free, just pay for shipping. And this book is probably the best book that's ever been written to take on discounting. So you don't have to be throwing company revenue away. There's over 50 Um, effective scripts for the most difficult fee objections you're likely ever to face in your life so um, let's move on but it's not just that so I I remember I remember I'm not going to remember all these 10 points but there's about 10 different points on how to increase revenue another one is making sure your rents are paid on time
1: absolutely
0: that's another one there you've got your efficiency Your efficiencies around time management, we'll talk about that. Making sure you've got a system in place to make sure every fee that your agency is entitled to charge is being charged. I remember um, uh, I was working with an agency in Fremantle in Perth and the boss, um, they're having a meeting um, and the boss said, hey, congratulations, Um, you did 100 routine inspections last month. And they said, yeah, yeah that's good. And, and, and he said, what are we charging for those routine inspections? Oh, we're charging $50. Okay. So why have we only got two grand. Yeah. Now we're silent and see a lot of property managers out there because they're on salary. They don't care that the boss, you need to make sure the boss, the business gets every dollar that they're entitled to and, and that everything is covered. You can't throw the money away because this will mean something when it comes to this point of negotiation. So, um, yeah, and, and there's, there's lots of other ways, making sure your properties are leased really, really quickly. So, having a very fast lease rate as well. So, there's all these different things, maximizing rents, making sure you're getting those solid sort of rents. You talked about rent increases. We're actually going to do a, um, uh, we've actually got a really good rent increase podcast in the PN Power as well. We did with Jason Wright, particularly around getting steep increases over the line and how to do that. So, yeah, uh, out awesome. for that.
1: Yeah that's exactly right. It's um the it, you said about the leasing part of it. It's one of my favorite things to look at because a lot of agencies are somewhere around 28 days and and it's not that they're not getting the property rented before the tenant goes out. In most cases they're doing that now, but they're not they're, they're doing something like they're not Checking when the new tenant moves in, and actually, given the market, actually bringing that back and reducing that time of vacancy. They're just looking at the application and going approved and allowing the tenant to move in when it suits them rather than negotiating maybe an extra week or an extra two weeks or whatever it is, because you do have the option to do that right now. Mm. And we, I know it's tough out there. Like, I know that we want to help tenants. We don't love this situation where tenant so many, you know, we're saying no to so many tenants. It's really horrible. But at the same time, there's, you and I have worked in times, Darren, where we haven't been able to get any tenants and there's been 30% drops and all sorts of things that we've had to deal with, especially in WA and Queensland and, you know, rural sort of areas. We've actually had to go through these drops. This is the upside time for an investor, so we need to negotiate those things.
0: So, Jodie, if I can just add, New Zealand is actually the opposite at the moment. We've got a post going in the IGT Inner Circle group, and if you're not part of the IGT Inner Circle, make sure you are. Please go, on. Uh, IGT in a circle just to answer the questions um, to get in. But the Auckland people, New Zealand people, Wellington, they're commonly saying they, They've got high vacancy rates at the moment. So it's, it's not, certainly in Australia, we've got some really difficult situations. Adelaide, very, very tight um, vacancy rates, you know, and when you're getting 60 to 80 applications per property. Now, some of those won't be good, but most of them are. That's a real, that's really hard. You know, that's hard for everybody. It's hard for the tenants, hard for the property managers. So, um, yeah, but making sure that you're getting those increased rents um, yep. on, the, on the new vacancy, on the new properties as well. You know, And making- reducing
1: that time, you know, if they don't want to move in for two weeks, actually reduce that time and say, I'm sorry, but we've got another 60 applications. We really want you, but we need you to move back a week. Yep. You know, we need to actually um, take that extra week. Well, sorry, negotiate that far better than that. But, you know, we need you to move in by, or we need you to start the tenancy by this day. Yep. And that extra week is a $500 or whatever it might be. That's an extra four, $40 in terms of, and when you multiply that out by the amount of properties you have, again, that's just increasing value.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. And you need to be able to prove that show that to your boss as well and show him, otherwise they're not going to be able to see that value. Another particular area before we move on to the fourth, pillar, um, is what I saw a lot of, particularly when I was doing business health checks, is a lot of property managers are very, very conservative Mm -hmm. in rental estimates. So when it comes to lease renewal time, Uh rents aren't being increased to the levels they should got all the reasons in their mind they don't want to upset the tenant or they don't want to lose the tenant but of course everyone just think about it. the tenant had to leave what cost would they be up for and removal costs relocation costs are huge mm-hmm. and so you know it's much cheaper for them to pay current market rent and stay than leave and pay current market rent so you got to keep that in mind everybody and property managers are just too conservative
1: and they i so agree with you and they the people that are in houses, so our tenants actually do understand what it's going to cost them because they've been looking. They know that their lease renewal is coming on. So they know what's out there and they've decided to stay. So please use that leverage. And I understand that it's tougher people out here. And sometimes I think if we haven't been an investor ourselves, we don't understand that our investors... I rode, I've got an investment property and for 10 years, I virtually didn't get an increase in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. I had all of the increasing costs. I had everything, you know, but I didn't... And now I've actually got some of that upside, you know, in terms of that those rent increases that are coming through. We need to understand that it's not just... It's not just landlords being greedy. The interest rates are rising at the moment. They've got, in, we've got inflation everywhere. Everything is going up. We need to increase those rents in line.
0: Absolutely. So it's not just showing more value to the boss; it's showing more value to our clients as well. Absolutely. So, well, let's go on to the fourth pillar that you've got, Jody, which is reducing costs and expenses.
1: Yeah. So I think I think this comes down to two parts of this. One, when you are, when you are asking for something understanding what you're asking for and what that does to the bottom line, and then making sure that you can actually show that that thing is going to add to those other three pillars or is going to reduce costs, right? So let's say you want a particular piece of software. So let's say you want to inspect real estate, something like that. And you've heard about it. I'm, I'm sure everyone's got it now, but I'm just giving you an example. When I used to have to sell that into agencies, I would say it it actually decreases your time by about 30%. That When I would say that to an owner, to a business owner, they'd be like, well, hang on a second. That makes a lot of sense. We should, absolutely should do that. But what I found is property managers would say, oh, we need this system and it's $400 a month or whatever it was at the time. But they don't equate it to what it's actually saving, which means if I've got 30% of my time back, I can actually concentrate on growth, get it all back to growth and money right? That, I think that's probably the biggest thing here. Yeah. So this could be your systems that you're using. You want to introduce something. Maybe you need an assistant. When you're asking for an assistant, talk about what you're going to do now based on the fact that you can actually grow the business and what that will bring to the bottom line. Or even if you don't have all of the financials to the top line and also to the asset value. Those are the two things that you can control. So that for me would be, I just would be really careful about the way that I present those things. In terms of reducing costs, there's other things. There's things like, for example, making sure that you don't have software that you're not using, that you are um, that you are making sure that fees are actually being charged, that you are, um, God help me, Darren, I've just kind of gone blank on here for a second in terms of reducing costs, making sure you're being efficient yeah. in your time. Looking at owners that are actually below the line in terms of, you know, they might only be on 5% management fees. That's actually a cost to the business. So, those sorts of things.
0: Yeah. So, I think wrapping this up, Jodie, that's some really good four points there with culture growth, increasing, um, you know, revenue or fee income per property, but also in reducing costs as well. I think it's, again, it's all about understanding this is a win win. And if you're going to be going in and asking for a win, you need to show how you've also created a win for the business and done your homework and done the work already to go in and show your stats. Because if you've showed them you've made them a a, a truckload more money than what you're asking for, it then becomes a no-brainer and you're speaking in their language. You can't just go in there and take um, and pretend that you've got more value for the business if it's not actually provable.
1: That's right. And I would say to you, it's fun, end of financial year right now, right? Like we're going, we've gone into a new financial year. This is the time, instead of retrospectively trying to do this too, try and go in with the front foot. This is what I've looked at my business, my portfolio. This is what I've seen. This is what I believe I can do. If I do this, Mr. or Mrs. X, can I have this? Mm. Because that's then you know what you're going
0: for and you know, yeah. 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 That's good. All right. Well, Jody, that's a really good podcast there. So thanks everyone for joining us. And Jody, if uh, people want to reach out to you and talk about ways that Coronas Now can help them, what's the easiest way?
1: Yeah. Just get in touch with me. 0459 808 101 or you just look me up. You'll find me. Please just get in touch. We'd love to help you. And even if it were not right for you, I'd love to help you get started on your journey anyway.
0: So go, go to coronasnow.com.au.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's actually coronas.com.au forward slash franchising. Sorry.
0: All right. That's cool. But uh, dial up Jody Stainton in the IGT in a circle or whatever. Yeah. So thanks, Jody. Take care, everyone.
1: Thanks so much, guys. Good luck. bye. Bye.